I got an amazing drummer right here in the shop, man. Tony, he can play. Hope you're ready to be going. I have a guest, an amazing guest, producer, known as Tony McMillan. He's an artist, drummer, uh, songwriter, producer. And I just feel like you're gonna start hearing a lot of things about Tony here in the, in the future. Um, a lot more things that he's doing. Uh, he's really got a lot of feel for how music's supposed to be laid out, I feel like. Um, and also, he's, he just deals with music on a daily basis. Uh, you do, I'm telling you, and it's just... And he's one of these guys that just, I feel like, got a natural groove kind of coming out. Like, he don't try, he just kind of, like, him not trying is like, boom. You know, how you can feel like some drummers, more drummers than others, like some drummers just like, they come out in the pocket. They're just in the pocket. They're in the pocket. They stay in that pocket. Those are the kind of drummers that's gonna pay the bills right there. That's what I'm talking about. Big, heavy, fat drums. Yes. I got some, a couple things that just give me chill bumps today. Chill bumps in the back of the neck. And his Tony McMillan is on the podcast. Is on stage today he is amazing. His wife. Process. Now, oh, she seems like asking, you know, yes. what is this episode going to be about? It's going to be about hard. Welcome. I just want to welcome everybody to another episode of the Outlaw Process Podcast. Today, I got a really special guest. Some dear, some good friend, guy we just met for the first time. First time. First time. First time. First time. <laughs> Thank y'all for coming. Thank you for having me. But it's yeah. like we've known each other for a minute, though. It does feel like It does feel like um, you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, I go by the name of uh, Mac Anthony McMillan, or T Prime would be my stage name of sorts. And joining me is my lovely wife, uh, LaShawn. Hello. <laughs> yeah, she sings amazing too, by the way. She does. Thank she does. You. She's, oh she's very much, uh, what do they call a female troubadour? A uh, diva? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Not the bad diva, but, you know. This is awesome, man. So music runs really heavily with y'all, huh? Yes. Yes. And I know as far as music goes, you do a lot of teaching, don't you, Tony? Like a lot yes, of... I do. Yes, so I tell do. me exactly what you do. Like... Uh, currently, I'm a drum instructor at the Columbus School of Music and Dance. Uh, it's actually pretty cool because <laughs> how it works there is like I'm still aspiring to learn more music. So I'm still trying to learn a lot more techniques to be more musical on the drums. So I got a lot of guys that I work with that play the bass or the guitar or the, the keys, and we kind of swap back and forth teaching each other different mm -hmm. stuff. Like I got a guy who, he's my bass instructor, but I teach him drums because mm -hmm. he plays for his church. Yeah. And I'm hoping to one day play for my church on the bass because we got like 50 drummers. And so yeah. for me, it's not that big of a deal. But um, the Columbus School of, of, of Dance and Music has been just like, it's been a blessing because... Funny story behind it. I'll make it real quick. Um, I actually <laughs> stopped working at a Harley Davidson, and I was looking for a job. And I was like, you know, I was talking to my wife. I was like, you know, you know, it'd be a great place for me to work is somewhere musical. And I was like, but I don't want to work at a music store because they they kind of I don't like the the inflation process that's going on right now. Yeah. So just so happened I saw an ad or it was like a job posting for the Columbus School of Music and Dance. So I called up there, sent them my resume or whatever the case may be. They're like, yeah, we'd love you to come in. We, we, we're looking for another uh, drum instructor. And I was like, all right, cool. Didn't hear anything. So I was like, not a big deal. Started working another job. 
that job, I wasn't really feeling it that much. And then I called him because I was like, I told my wife, I was like, you know what? This is what's going to happen. I'm going to start really putting my time and effort back into playing music. She was like, good. That's what you need to do. I was like, I'm going to go back to school. We're going to get this finished, and I'm just going to work on production. She was like, cool. And I was like, but in doing that, <laughs> I got to teach myself some music theory. I was like, I know what I hear, but everything I hear isn't theoretically correct. Mm -hmm. She was like, okay, so what, what's the step? And I was like, well, the easiest way I could go about this is learning how to play the bass guitar. She was like, okay, find somewhere to get lessons. So I did some digging around, and then it just so happened that the Columbus School of Music and Dance called me back. So the lady that I was talking to, I was just kind of having a conversation with her, and she was like, you're probably the most energetic person I've ever heard on the phone. And I'm like, what do you mean? She was like, I've been asking you all these questions about music and drumming and all this other stuff, and you're just super energetic. You ever thought about teaching? I was like, well, it's funny you should ask. If you look somewhere in your in your folder process, my resume is sitting in there. She was like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, I wanted to come up there and get a job. She was like, I'm going to call you back in 30 minutes. Call me back in 30 minutes. She's like, what do you got going on tomorrow? Nothing. She's like, I want to see you first thing tomorrow. She's like, bring some sticks with you. Be ready to play something. And try like, you out. <laughs> yeah, I was like, be ready to play something. You're going to try you I out. I was like, oh, that's asking a lot. She was like, why? I was like, I don't think you know how much I play. Like, I play kind of weird stuff, but I play kind of run-of-the-mill stuff. She's like, don't worry. Just find a song and bring it up there. I'm going to need you so to I go really up pay there. attention right here. I'm looking around, Focus. trying to gauge the room. It's two people, the their lead instructor, who's a guitar, bass, everything instructor, and she's a keyboard player. So they ask me all these questions. They sit me down in front of the one thing I dis despise to this day of playing, but I'm getting used to it, is a, a digital drum set. So they sat me in front of it. I'm just kind of looking at it. And they're like, what's wrong? I'm like, ah, this takes away from the feel of what I, I feel acoustically of what the musical sound is. So that blew them all, all right off the top that blew them away. They were kind of like, okay, just play something then. So I just started playing some stuff, and then I was like, you know what? Since this is an audition, I'm just going to stick to straight pocket. So I just played four <laughs> different genres without playing any fields, any roles, or anything. No and show they just, off, no show off. Nothing, because I think that's what they thought I was going to do. They thought I was just going to go, and I wouldn't do it. I just came in and was like, mm -mm -mm, played some jazz. Play some Latin, play some Afro-Cuban, and by the time I got into trying some like fusion jazz, they just stopped me. They were like, "All right, so here's the deal. This is what we're where we're going, and this is what we need you for." And I was like, "Oh, so I'm good?" And they're like, "You were good when you played the first song. We just let you keep playing." I was like, "Oh, that's what's up." So after that, they they're like, "We have a lead drummer. He's on tour. We just need you to come in and fill in." So as I'm coming to fill in, his students were looking at me like, who are you and why are you here? And so I was like, I'm not here to change anything. I just want to know what you've been teach or taught, what you've been learning, and I'll just stick to that, to that curriculum. And they're like, oh, well, you know, our drum instructor's been teaching us how to do stuff, and we usually have to see it written out. And I'm like, so you don't play by feel at all? And they're like, No. And I was like, all right, so I, I lied to you. We're going we're gonna to veer off the path for a little bit. And so it, it was kind of an issue at first. Like some of the students were like, oh, we're not going to be able to handle this guy because, you know, he doesn't – they thought I didn't know how to write. And I was like, that's not the case. I was like – and I started coming in and I started playing music. 
and playing more music and playing more music. And they're like, I don't like that style of music. So I went back to show them where the styles of music they like came from some of the stuff I was playing. Next thing I know, every one of those students were like, their parents were like, hey, we want Mr. Mac to come back. We like him. We don't know what he's doing to our kids, but they're actually practicing. They're like coming prepared to come play. So whatever he's doing, he's doing it. And ever since then, that's what I've been doing. I come in and I just, my thing is I try to make each student individualized. I hate like curriculums mm-hmm. where you try to make everything. So do, you teach, do you teach theory to the, to your students? Like I, how to read drum music? How to I, I do, but you got to remember a lot of my students are under the age of 11. So I can only really give them, like we have 30-minute lessons, I can only give them a strong yeah. five, six minutes of theory mm-hmm. before I've lost them. Yeah. And then it's like, so I have to pick a song that they want to play, and then the first thing I'll do is like, hey, let's transcribe this. Do you think that's something important that a lot of drummers need to know? It's definitely important. Like I probably wouldn't be able to play anywhere near the way I could play now if I didn't understand theory. And that was something I had to force feed myself to do. And she knew when I was... It was hard for him. Yeah, in Jacksonville, I hated it. Like, I was just like, I hate this. He has... um, Can I... Go ahead. He has seizures and theory... um, He has epilepsy. And theory was so difficult for him that he would go in and have an epileptic seizures. Mm. It was so stressful for him to, to get it. And um, But he, we worked through that. We made sure we got him some help and... And he kept going, and he he picked it up. Now it's something I kind of laugh at. So when I get students that are like, I don't want to learn this, and I'm like, trust me, you have no idea. About four years ago, we would have been in the same boat. But I was like, it's not as bad as you think it is. I was like, just pick a song, and I'll show you theoretically how it works. And then we don't have to mess with it no more, because mm-hmm. I guarantee you, you'll remember after yeah. that everything you needed to know to go into the next step. So what type of drummer style, what type of drummer do you think you are? Like if you had to give yourself a title, type. I, 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 I've been trying to perform- figure that out for years. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, To be honest with you, I'm, I don't know. The best way people would say it, if you'd ask them what kind of drummer I am, they would say I'm a deep pocket drummer. They wouldn't say I can't play out of pocket. I just feel like, if there's a six-piece band and I'm part six, I'm just there to make everybody else sound good. So I don't necessarily have to have the forefront. I don't necessarily have to be the, the coming attraction. I'm just going to sit there and play the groove. I'm a groovologist. Yeah. If that's what we want to call something, I'm a groovologist. A groovologist. Once, <laughs> what, once I hear something, I'm going to be like, ooh, that's I'm funky. That I'm going to start playing it. <laughs> and people will be like, ooh. <laughs> and that's what I'm always looking for. I'm always looking for somebody to look back and, and shake their head. Like, yeah, yeah, I like where you're at. And I just stay there. That's what I always try to do. I never try to do too much. Never tried to change anything. Um, when people ask me to come in and sub in, I ask them, what exactly are you looking for? Do you want me to play exactly like this record? Yeah. Do you want me to play exactly like your last drummer? Mm-hmm. And 90% of the time, because people know who I am, they're like, nah, bro, just do what you do. Play that groove thing that you do. And I'm like, the groove thing? They're like, yeah, man, listen to the song, hear where we're at, and play that. And I'm like, okay, you just paid me to do something I could have did anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> groovologist. Um, groovologist. My, my favorite, like, I, I think part of my problem is I don't have a favorite genre of music. Like, I just love music yeah, across the too. board. Oh, 
So it's just really hard for me to say what kind of drummer I am. I'm, I mean, I love progressive rock, which progressive people rock, think yeah. is funny. But I'm just like, there's a lot of melodic drumming in progressive rock. If you sit down and listen to, like, the Eagles or Boston or Chicago mm-hmm. and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like, I love that kind of stuff because they still have that, like, kind of funky, psychedelic stuff. But by the time they get into the groove, it's usually the intro is, like, real phenomenal. Tower Power. Mm-hmm. That was, like, the first group I was really like, this is amazing. But... Once you got past the da 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 or people will call you for that. So I'd rather get the call for that yep. than to be wow. trying to do all this extra stuff and be like, oh, man, that dude can really play, but he can't yeah. play the pocket. I love it when the drummers, they help. I love it when you just feel them holding back. Like they got so many tricks up their sleeve, mm-hmm. you know it. And then they're just, they're just holding back. But mm-hmm. then you hear them let loose, and you're like, there they are. Yeah. They're like, oh, I know. Yeah. I know they were right there. I you think can you kind of buried it for a while. Um, when I met you, yeah. um, he wasn't really entertaining music. Pretty much at all. Did How long ago was that? Oh, man. When did we meet? 2017? 17, 18. I'm bad with dates. 17? Yeah, 17, 18. Yeah, and... Um, I wouldn't even touch a drum set. Matter of fact, I gave all my drum sets away. Why? You, know, I, like, you, you look like you... I mean, really, you look like you've been practicing for a long time. Well, I went through... All right, so I was married before, and once I got to that point to where I, I knew I was getting out of the military and... I was in a place I didn't want to be or a state I was in, Georgia and Augusta. I just, the music scene there didn't appeal to me because, like, people already had their, like, niches and stuff that they liked. And when I would go somewhere and play, people would be like, you're not from here, are you? We want to hear this. And I'm like, that's what you think. And then once I started, like, really hanging around with a lot of different musicians, they were like, yeah, boss, if you don't learn how to play like this, you're not going to get gigs here. And I was like, I'm not broke like that. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sacrificing what what I feel I I want to do for anything. I was like, the music is the music. I'm not gonna sacrifice for the good of music. So when we first met, I was pretty much that dead. Like, I don't really like. I started picking up the bass at that point. I was like, oh, I'm gonna play the bass guitar. But then I, I had a home there, and then we I don't know how we ended up with a with your drum set in the house. He started drumming. I was bored. And you can hear it all the way down the street. And it was loud, but it was so good. Mm. It was so good. And I was like, you are so good. He was like, I'm ah, I could be better. I'm not that good. And I was like, no, you're good. You're really, really good. But, you know, I mean, I think every step of the way since I met you, I've always been telling you, you know, you're, that's a talent. That's a talent. Everybody doesn't have a talent mm-hmm. like that. And when you have one, that's a God-given yes. talent. You have to you have to nurture it. Yeah. You know. That is, that is amazing. That is amazing. So you're doing a lot of the produce. So you're producing music too. So, yeah, yeah. So tell me how. 
I'm gonna tell you when you start producing music, and I know this too because when I started dibbling and producing music versus playing the drums, it really opened up a whole nother chapter exactly. where I did not exist. Almost like another passageway that a lot of drummers does not think exist, but it's in there, right? What do you think about that? So I would say that there's this misconception that drummers are not songwriters or producers. Mm. Those are lies. Those are super <laughs> lies. So that's why I never really wanted to delve into it. But it just so happened in 2008, um, for those two songs, uh, I, I believe two of the songs that my mom did, the, the guy that had me, the Journey to the King has got this real like Latin, doom, 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 and nobody could figure out what the beat was going to be. They couldn't figure it out. Nobody could figure it out. I'm just sitting there, I'm like, and I'm sitting there doing that and the executive producer spun around he's like can you play that I was like probably I was like but that's something you could program he's like uh uh go down and play that and I'm like alright there's something about playing it though yeah so cause like they just couldn't they couldn't hear it and I'm like it's how can you not hear that so I got down there I started dabbling I'm like nah this is gonna need more on the hi-hat it's gotta be kinda busy with the hi-hat put the snare kinda off a little bit on the three and they heard me talking and they were like man just play it and I'm like okay cool so I started playing it they were like alright we're going into red I was like no 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 not yet and they were like why I was like I need to hear this a couple more times to figure out where I wanna do breaks and everything mm-hmm. else so he was like, all right, cool. So I went up there and I talked to the guy. And as I was leaving, he was like, you have a definite ear for music. You should produce. And I just, I pretty much laughed at him. I was like, drummers don't produce. He's like, says who? I was like, says everybody I know. He's like, whatever you say. He's like, when you come back, I'll have a list of drummers that I've, I've personally known that have produced. And when I came back, it was because I was just my, myself and my mom in the session. I came in and I was like, hey, I'm gonna walk down to the drums. He's like, ah, come here. And he showed me this list. And he we sat and we, this is when YouTube was kind of still in its infancy stage. Mm-hmm. He was having me look up these different drummers. And I was like, yo, these drummers are awesome. And he was like, all right, now listen to what they produced. And so when he did that, that opened my mind up. So I was like, I wanna go to school for music and production. And my sister was like, you should. So we were kind of, Throwing the idea, she wanted to go to school for filmography and cinematography. So we were both like trying to figure it out. And then Full Sail obviously popped up. So I was like, okay, I want to be a producer. So I started dabbling into that. Luckily, all of my good friends, they're they're musicians, but they're more so producers. So I got to spend a lot of time in these sessions with people. And I would just sit and listen to microphone techniques and mm. overdubbing and yep. stacking vocals and stuff like that. And me being a singer, like, I didn't understand. Like, I always was like, I feel like I have this really weak-sounding voice. It's good, but it's just not strong enough. And they're like, oh, this is because whoever's recording you doesn't either stack, double, or, you know, do harmonies. Mm-hmm. They're like, once they start doing that, you'll sound more full. Production tip. So then that's what happened to me. I was just like, all right, cool. Pro tip, got you. And then from that point on, every time I went somewhere, somebody, I'd be like, hey, man, I know you guys are in the session. I don't mean to bother you. I just want to see you to fly on the wall. And they're like, cool, come on. 
And I would just sit there and I'd be like, okay, I don't know what that means. I'm going to write this down yeah. and look it up. I don't know what this means. I'm going to write this down and look it up. Till I was able to get into school for production. And I did that. And it just completely changed the way I've drummed from that point on. Like, yeah. now we're, we just did something the other day with my mom. The, uh, the producer there was looking at me like, oh, well, we're going to stay this. And my mom was like, nah, this has to have some kind of change at the end. And so we kept sitting there, we kept sitting there, and I was like, oh, I know what we can do. And then I started tinkering on the keyboard, and he was like, I was like, trust me, you, it's not going to sound right yet. Just do it. I was like, play these chords or whatever. And he figured out the chords, so he played the chords. And my mom was like, that's it. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, now give me a walking bass uh, bass tune. He did that, and I was like, now we need some organs. We're going to need some synth. And he was just looking at me like, why don't you do this like full time? And I'm like, I really don't have the opportunities. We do. Now we do. We do. After that, definitely. Yeah. And so the now. Words came right after that. Yeah, like she Boom. was writing the words. So I was over there trying to help get the track composed and arranged. And I've just, and I've told my mom that. I was like, I don't know what it is. I've always had that ear for stuff. Like I could hear something and be like, oh, it'd be real cool if you did this here or this here, or take this sample and do this and do that. And a lot of my hip-hop friends, shout out to you guys, they've made it worse because they're always like, hey, man, I know you make beats. And then me being the goofball I am, I'll put some stuff in there and be like, you don't even know what that is, do you? <laughs> no, it's hauling Notes. <laughs> who is hauling Notes? I'm like, don't worry about it. You don't even know who this is, do you? <laughs> no, it's Sade. Who is Sade? All right, man. <laughs> And so that's what just really kind of solidified me getting more into production. Because I was like, at the end of the day, between writing and producing, I would get paid more and my back would hurt less than having to tug drums everywhere. Mm -hmm. And then on top of it, I, f I always feel a lot more like uplifted after I do a production uh, situation with people than when I play the drums. I'll play the drums and nitpick it for hours. Oh, like. Yeah. I want to change this. I want to change that. Everybody's like, leave it alone. I want to change it. Leave it alone. <laughs> I want to record again. That's leave hard. it alone. But when I get in and do a pro a production session, I'm like, well, we mix and master this. Put the vocals on it. Yeah. And 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 get some of the the effects and stuff on her. That's gonna be a great song. Yeah. And people look at me like, you're right. So that's where I like. I'm a drummer. Always gonna be a drummer. But I think. Ultimately, I, I think all roads lead to me being a, probably a pretty good producer. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like I said, some of the best drummers I've ever heard have played, like I said, they produce some music. They know the drums inside and out, knowing them. Yes, sir. You know, that's, that's, that's a huge part of, um, of playing the drums. Um, how do you manage, like, with improvision, like, when you're playing out? You know, like, it's, let's just say you, you're playing out and you leave something. You ever left something when you fix and play a gig? Oh, always. <laughs> what's, the, the, what's the worst that's ever happened? He calls his wife the, to come, to come No, this, that, this was before <laughs> then. So, <laughs> I was on the Southwest Soul, Soul, Soul Circuit Tour. <laughs> Arizona. Never forget this. They had everything but cymbals, the, the drum throne, and a kick pedal. Mm -hmm. So luckily, I had friends in that city in Arizona that I could get at least a kick pedal and some really low-budget cymbals. 
So me being me, I was like, I went to the MD and I was like, you're going to be really hot at me, but it wasn't my fault. I was like, but I'm not going to make any excuse. We're going to make this work. He's like, what happened? I was like, this is what I forgot. This is what I got coming in. He's like, well, what are you going to sit on? It's like, don't worry about that. I got it. I got it. And he's like, this doesn't sound like it's going to be a good situation. So we had a percussionist. This dude had like a whole bunch of like boxes and weird situations. So I took the boxes and stuck them all inside of each other and took like a small little stand, stuck it in there and taped the top so the stand wouldn't poke me in the butt. <laughs> so that was my drum throne. And then I got a kick pedal from a guy. The kick pedal was terrible. Like in sound check, it kept breaking. So luckily, one of the sound engineers was like, well, if you're having a problem with the spring, he was like, take the spring off. He was like, just wrap. Like, because I was in the military, he's like, wrap some cable or some cord around it. And he was like, that should get you to the show. So I did that. But the symbols was that, that was like almost a non negotiable. Because yeah. those symbols were like some real low key brass. Mm. And they were loud and they were obnoxious and they didn't do anything for the song. So uh, we just taped the mess out of them. So it muffled them a little bit. Yeah. And we played that way. And. That got me, actually it was funny because the road manager for one of the groups, uh, Trinity 5-7, was like, you made a miracle out of a bad situation there, my friend. <laughs> and I was like, that wasn't just me. I was like, luckily I just had to have people in this area. But from that point on, I always, she knows how I am. If I know I have to play somewhere, I'm usually game planning it two months ahead Whoa. to the week. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to forget anything because... That was so embarrassing. And then especially for that, that to be your that. huge, that was a huge gig for me. Yeah. Like a tour tour. And I was kindly enough to ask to play it. So after that, I was like, I'll never, which is why she knows now I have 800 pieces of equipment. <laughs> I have like four or five kick pedals. A lot. Yeah, like we I just, I won't get caught slipping ever again. It's a bunch. Yeah. It's really a lot. <laughs> but improvisation yeah. I've I've made the best out of some of the worst situations. I've I've played. You gotta know how to do that if you're gonna be a drummer. So you're... Yeah, I've I've gone from having a full kit to stuff breaking. Uh, I've had a kick. We went and played at some bar and the the head on the kick drum broke. Mm. So I'm playing like this. Uh, yeah. Oof. <laughs> I'm playing with my right hand as the, as the bass <laughs> as the bass drum, and so like. I tell people all the time, like, and that's where that's where I started really wanting to learn independence. So I was like, that was hard work, like not being able to use this foot mm -hmm. and then have to do this, and then this was this, and then when I had to roll, I had to do everything, and it sounded real unfull. But from that point on, I, I always make sure I have more than I have less, yeah. so then that way I'm not struggling. Yeah, I see. So let me ask you something. <laughs> You say you teach a lot of, you say you do a lot of teaching with kids. How do you, you, a lot of them are like you said, around about eight, nine years old, something like that? About 11 and under. How in the world do you get 11 year old or the hit not so hard on the drums? They come in swinging, don't they? Don't they come in like. Some do. Some. Ooh. I know one thing, I, I, sometimes when we have somebody come out here and stay in the Airbnb, they come in and they hit on the drums for a second, they're like, whoa, stop for a second, y'all can depress. So I'm telling you, all they gotta do is hit that edge one time. One time, it could affect that sound of that drum right there on that edge. Just smack the edge of it. Just, mm. Well, the first I kill a kid. I kill two a kid. weeks, I I just <laughs> I ate the headaches. I was just like, look, th this is new. 
this is new. <laughs> that third week, I was like, you know what? Mm-mm-mm-mm. So what I did was I took a permanent marker. I went over to the snare drum, and I drew, and people keep calling it a snowflake. I'm like, this is not a snowflake. I drew a bunch of X's in the center of the, the, the snare drum. And I was like, the only thing that you should be hitting is that little bit on the center. And I was like, and when I tell you I want it to be like a nice, crisp pop, mm-hmm. then I want you to hit this part of your stick, like right under the shaft of the stick on the rim. I was like, other than that, I don't want you hitting it hard. Yeah. I was like, and then I really started taking them off. I'll put my stick this high, and I'm like, you don't have to wind up to hit it. Yeah. You shouldn't have to go higher than maybe two inches. Just drop that joker. Yeah, just, just drop it. use your wrists and fingers. <laughs> And like once they understood the the, the I, I always say use the molar technique, but they even when I show them videos and talk to them about it, they're like I don't get it. I'm like use the whipping technique. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to wind up. When you wind up, you not only are you gonna break people's eardrums, you're running out of energy. Like if you play like that for 20 minutes, you're gonna be tired. Yeah. And your back's gonna hurt because you're like this or like this or like this. So I always, I, the first thing you see, if you came up to the school right now, you'll see both snare drums with X's right in the middle. And I say, X marks the spot. You hit this hard only when I ask you to. Unlike, uh, uh, unless I don't, just yeah. boop, boop, boop. And that's probably 99% of my, I still got one. This That joke is going to hit it. And I told him, he, he, he I know why you like punk rock. You're with that life. Because <laughs> he can play all kinds of stuff, but he just, he's snare-centric. He's just going to wah, 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 wah. Yeah. So I wear earplugs for him. Yeah. A lot of drumming has a lot to do with ego, don't it? You think a lot of a lot of drummers have a problem with ego? It depends. Ego's a problem in every musician's life. Because especially if you're good, like, you just have an ego problem. Me, I try to take ego out of it because I always tell myself, there's somebody better. Ego messes up on it. Yeah, yeah. It messes, it messes it, me it, up. Uh, I do, my ego starts getting big. I have to regulate. Slow my jerker down. I try to keep small. My yeah. thing is, and, and, and I, I used to do it all the time. When I thought I was here, I'll go somewhere and watch somebody better than me and be like, I ain't got it. I know. I don't even want to sit behind <laughs> Yeah. Them. I don't even want to sit behind <laughs> I ain't Especially got it. You play, I don't even want to sit behind the drum kit now. I was like, well, I thought I was good. Dang, I got to practice some more. Like a guy that gave me instruction, John Lumpkin, great drummer, great producer. Uh, he he was the biggest humbling experience for me ever. Because <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, I heard you could play. And he made me learn jazz. And I was in there like, because he knew I could play everything else. Yeah. So he was like, all right, man, jazz is... You know, you got to be able to, your sw- he's like, your swing's too too tight. Then I try to change, too loose, too this. Yeah. And she was sitting there and just be cracking up, and I'm like, this isn't funny. Good times. Because I can't tell the difference. Like, I'm like, this, is what, be corrected. this is what I hear in he the song. The time, and so. he's like, nah, bro, that's you're too stiff. He was like, all right, just do this. <laughs> so now I'm like, okay, now I'm, I'm a little kid. But now that I've been away from him for like two or three years, I'm like, ooh, all that stuff he was saying makes all the sense in the world. So now I'm just kind of like, 
ego aside, when somebody tells you something, even if it's somebody you don't think could even give you a morsel of, of, of good information, I listen anyway. Because mm-hmm. you never know who God sent to, to get your attention about whatever to, to help you, you know, improve your craft. Because if you were that good, if I was that good, I, I, I would not be where I'm at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I would be doing other things, but that's that's the journey. You know what I'm saying? It's all about the journey. Yeah. Hey, can you think you could tell a drummer is good by the way they walk? By the way they walk. Swagger can mess you up. Because I've seen some people. <laughs> sometimes sometimes you can. I have like, had some people walk by, I was like, and there's like three guys that all said they were drummers, and I was just like, is that watching a thing? the way they walk. That's it, really a thing? It is a thing. And I was just like, Hmm, that one right there. That's gonna be the drummer. Boom, could be the one that could play. But really? maybe not all the time. But maybe you know. But it, it definitely, it definitely. They have a, I don't know, a rhythm. I guess when they they move into a rhythm. You can. I, I, I how about this? You can tell a good drummer when you see one. <laughs> I can't say you can pick them out of a group. You can just tell a good drummer when you see one. Like let them go into a music music environment oh and just watch them. Well, the first thing they don't do, they don't say how good they can play. They don't say that. They won't even talk about the fact they can play. That's good. They'll sit there, and they'll just be like... Or oh, they'll yeah. walk through with their drumsticks. No, that's me. I'm, <laughs> he does I'm, this all night. I'm, I'm, he I'm, drums I'm, the air. I am an air drummer. I, I would win the everything. air drumming championship if they had one. <laughs> but no, seriously, like Jason. You wouldn't be able to tell Jason can play the drums. Jason, my friend Jason, he doesn't practice. He doesn't play. He doesn't do anything. Put him on the drum set. He makes me be like, oh, I'm not practicing enough. He's like, what are you talking about, dude? It's just this. And I'm like, Jason, you haven't played the drums in like three years. How in the world can you do that? And it takes me about 15 minutes to figure it out. He's like, okay, dude, I played for nothing but my whole life up until this time. He's like, you think I don't remember it? I was like, muscle memory still is a beast. I don't know how you do that. And he comes in, he plays about seven instruments. Couldn't tell Liddy if you, Jason is like one of them oddities. And I would never have guessed when I met him that he was a musician. I thought he was just a long, lanky, quirky kid that could kind of play basketball and had jokes. Then when I got to meet him, I was like, oh yeah, this this dude is, he's, he's eons beyond what I would have thought. So can you pick, can you pick a drummer? Pick a musician? Probably not these days, because some of the most humblest souls are probably some of the most beastie drummers and, yeah, or, or guitars or players or whatever. You can tell, too. You can tell. You can definitely tell. So, musically speaking, what are y'all into? What are y'all doing now as far as songwriting, creating music? What y'all got going on? Uh, so, I'm a shameless plug this one. My mom has been trying to do an album for upwards of like 15 years. Shout out to Miss Helen Thule. Yeah, Miss Helen Thule. Check her out. She's got her own website, HelenThule.com. Uh, I've been writing for her since I've been writing. Um, she's the first one that took me serious. So I, 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 I told myself this Christmas I've been saving. I got a buddy that's going to do some production for her. I got people all over the place that are willing to jump in on the project. My gift to her this year is for her to do an LP because she's done an EP. She's done a Christmas EP. But I really want to push the envelope on her her sound and her style um, for 2023. So we've been working on that. My wife, I've kind of backed up on the writing portion and said I was really going to cut my teeth on production and, and really getting into that realm. And 
working alongside with some of these other producers because I know how she, I know her sound. I know what yeah. she likes. Um, and kind of just being that that consistency for her wherever we go because it's kind of rough dealing with a whole bunch of different producers, especially if you don't know them. I know them, you know what I'm saying? So that's my thing this year. And then on top of that, um, I got a buddy that, um, Anthony Tubman, very good saxophone player. He's my daughter's godfather, and he's like one of my best friends. He and I have been sitting there rapping around the axle some stuff, and uh, some of the guys that we were in the military together, we're going to try to sit down and create a collaboration of music. Um, so I did an album that never got released, but everybody loved it, which blew my mind. Um, so people want to take some of the stuff from off of there and make it into an instrumental form and then have some of it where I have different guest artists come in and, and sing it and just do kind of a comp- compilation situation. So those are the two things I, I, I'm planning for 2023. Uh, a lot of people want me to get back into rapping. I, I can tell you guys this, I am retired. Those days are over. Rapping takes too much of my energy. That's a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot of energy. takes too much energy tracking people down, trying to get the right stuff. Like those days are over. Mm. Um, I'm 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 sticking straight to creatively writing for other people, and uh, once I get my bass stuff going, uh, I want to really start being more of a session or a studio kind of recording kind of yeah. guy. Absolutely. So, how can people get in touch with you? Like, if they want, they want to see some of your videos or wait. Oh, okay. So, um, if you go to t prime underscore zero three on Instagram, or you can look me up at Tony McMillan on Facebook, or if you just ask anybody in Columbus where Mac is, they could probably tell you where I'm at because I'm usually everywhere in Columbus. Um, but those are some of my social media uh out- outputs. Um, I'm working on some other stuff, um, pushing some music on the SoundCloud here and some other things. I'm just real busy with school, so I'm trying to not burn myself out on both ends of the fuse. My wife gets really aggravated when I do that. Kill a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I don't know about killing a kid, I'll tell you. We got a bunch of them in the house. We do got a bunch of yeah, so I, I'm, I'm taking it a step at a time. Once I get done and graduate with school, uh, like I said, my goal is pretty much... Um, I'm going to start giving back to the community. So I'm going to start trying to find artists that have potential that really don't have the means or the access to, to, to studios or productions and, and really start working with them. And I'm definitely trying to get a couple of churches, some uh, some church albums out there. The church I go to, Foundation Point. Shout out Shout to out uh, Foundation Point Church. Yeah, Pastor okay. Bronte and Pastor yes. Otis Jr., uh, they got some. They got some amazing people in there that that got talent. That that they're playing. A lot of good drummers. It seems like a lot of drummers come come from church players. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, they work because you got to be serious. You got to be serious, and you got to be on point because people are. A lot of people are watching. Mm-hmm. A lot of eyes. And, and you get led. The spirit leads you when yes. when the, when the spirit goes into the drummer and y'all start. You know the music mm-hmm. will hit you, and if you're thrown off, then feel it. You do feel it. You feel everything that you play. You ever feel in the back of your neck and the hair stand up in the mm-hmm. back of your neck? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I've had that problem playing. <laughs> I've, I've, I've literally you know right stopped playing before because it's been so strong in the room before mm-hmm. where I just I, I just stopped. And people were looking at me like, you okay? I'm like, no music needed. Yeah. And usually people get it. Like You know what I'm saying? You, mm-hmm. you feel it like that. 
And then uh, my siblings. I have on my dad's side. It's like 13 of us. And uh, we all came up singing. Yeah. We were our own choir. 13. 13. We're our own choir. And when I tell you, she's heard my baby sister sing. That's just one of my siblings. Wonderful. And she's like, she was uh, a contestant um, almost to getting onto the show, the, uh, what is it, Gospel Sunday's Best? Best Sunday's Best. So she, she's been killing for a while. So I've actually written about six or seven songs for her, but my sister kind of needs that creative kick in the butt from her bigger brother, so... I'm gonna I'm gonna start working on that. That's we're that's, gonna be writing. We're gonna be writing, yeah, producing, just a lot of writing, putting some music together, and a lot of it's you know for the for God, for the yeah, Lord, yeah. for you know just leading people to to get that little push of people need um, encouragement. Yes, definitely. Um, all this Especially talent is for in these God. Days and times, that's like, it. All this talent is for the Lord. I will not write. I grew up writing, um, and I write a lot of like I used to write for NSA. I used to be. Um, an, an analyst so I created crafted my skills through that and um, it makes it a lot easier because to get out what I'm trying to say on paper when I hear if I hear a beat if I hear music mm-hmm. the words just come just they just flow and so that was all of that work that I did to become a, a good writer um, has led me to fulfill my purpose in praising God so. oh, I love it He's got us. He's good to us, too. Yes, he is. He's good to us. I tell you that. He's on time. He's an on-time guy. He's on time. Be looking out for that song, too. That that song (laughs) is going to be amazing. Is there anything else you want to say on this, man? Uh, For all all you drummers or aspiring musicians or whatever that, you know, life tends to knock you down, uh, don't take that as a, I need to stop. Take that as a, this is time for me to learn and really like hone in on your craft because I'm 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 pretty stubborn and I'm very resilient and had I quit every time some obstacle came up uh, especially after my epilepsy ep- epilepsy stuff like it took me 6 months to learn how to walk again uh took what? me a while to learn how to talk again and it took me a good matter of fact I think the drumming was the only thing I could do when I after a month, I couldn't walk yet, and I was able to drum more than oh I was able gosh. to do anything else. So don't don't take the obstacle as 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 a. Some people say this is a sign maybe I should quit. No, this is the sign from the enemy that you're doing probably what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So just keep doing it and uh, be wary if it's easy. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yes, thank you so much. No so, problem. What do you think about your snare? What you think about the snare? snare is awesome, y'all. Hey, listen, if. If if you look- I had to say that I wasn't gonna say it, but I had to say it. Hey, <laughs> if you're looking for a a great sounding snare of any sort, size, <laughs> color, whatever, please get with Outlaw Drum Company. Uh, I'm about to go wear this thing out for the next four hours because I know my students are gonna flip out when they see it. Um, but I'm just excited. I'm excited for where this is going. The snare sounds amazing. I think he's recruited me to a whole nother uh, head company because uh, it sounds great, and I think I might have to go change up and see what, what everything else will sound like. <laughs> and uh, you'll probably be hearing from me again because we're working on a three-piece set that I, I'm really looking forward to because I'm starting to learn how to truncate rather than get bigger <laughs> because I, I'm, I'm learning to 
be able to get in the studio and get the sound that I want. So Snare's awesome. Y'all got to check the company out, man. Get on the site. Look at the stuff that he has on there. And if you can, come take the tour. It's enlightening. For real, for real. It's wonderful. So, yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. No problem, Thank man. You. Thank you for having us. Yes, no problem. Thank Appreciate you for having us, Mike. Yeah. When Backbeat Mixed the Spirits over there at Rums and Drums. Um, it's also an amazing podcast as well. If you like these kind of episodes, you'd probably like these guys over here too. Super shout out to all our Patreons, guys. I just want to say I freaking love you so much. I do. I want to wish each and every one of you a Merry Christmas. If you don't hear another episode, I'm going to try to squeeze an episode in between now and then. But it's been so busy right now. But I just want to say right now, I love you guys so much. Um, thank you so much for all your support. Um, and we do have a few ready to ship snare drums on our website now. Just to just to kind of just throwing that out there. I mean, do what you got to do, you know. But if somebody, we do have a couple that we can get out quick. May even get it before Christmas. I love you so much. Take care. Everybody here from Outlaw Drums, wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. If you don't hear back from us, love you. Peace. Just want to say, just super shout out to our Patreons. And I'm going to be honest with you, I just like Dan Nice, dude. Freaking, I love you so much, man. Thank you so much for all you do. Um, just want to say super shout out to... All our guys on there, Colin K, John G, Tommy Bowen, Patty K, Caroline, Steve Gold, Andrew Alexander, Emily Gold, I love you, uh, David Rogers, Jenny Smith, Joe, man, Joe, thank you so much, man. Um, I want to say Micah, Micah Holland, Ryan Cathy, Fagan Hams, Rick Faulkner, Jeffrey, oh my gosh, guys, I love you so much. I just want to say, man. I, I just, I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful for you. Thank you so much, guys. Till next time, peace and just keep drumming. Thank you. <laughs>